Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host Jordan. Yes, sir. Uh unfortunately, today will be the last episode of the Keepers of the Book because my girl is dead. <laughs> um, oh, you caught me off guard with that. Oh Good man, <laughs> it. Uh, when I read, I was like, I uh, so I was reading it, and I'm like, no, no. I I, I reread the page, and I read the page before because I'm like, no, nah, this has to be another another girl that was stabbed, man. not Yasna. Mm-hmm. Um, like she traded places with somebody, yeah, or something. yeah, or something like. It that. was actually then, Shalon. <laughs> yeah, and then I was thinking, okay, maybe maybe. It was dark, and since we're reading it from Shalon's POV, that she thinks it's Yasna and someone who looks like right. Yasna. So then I started reading a few more pages before that to see if there was anyone, any mention of a crew member who was female that could possibly, you know, be yeah. her instead of Yasna. But that—that's how big of a denial I was in. Um, you know, and I—I I, at first I was like, you know what, like, how did they? How were they going to kill her off? Like, it, that's fairly quick. Yeah, that as far as fantasy it goes, really no. Really did catch me off guard, but anyways, um, I actually probably should have mentioned this before I jumped to my joke. So quickly, we were originally slated to cover chapter six to what is it, eleven or twelve, but because we were not able to do the episode last week, I went ahead and threw in the extras. Uh, was it three or four interludes? They're not super long. I imagine that some of you guys have probably went ahead and read anyways. But as always, as we cover this along, we'll just cover the chapters first and then give a little spoiler warning before we start covering the interludes as this was not initially planned. Right. Um, but there's not a whole lot, unfortunately, that happens other than us going to be like mourning the death of Yasna. Uh, the entire podcast. So yeah. Just wait for 30 minutes of Yasna hype, all right? Yeah. Uh, but we did get a little name drop of the words of radiance because remember last book way of kings was the name of the book that yep. uh gavilar read and then dalinar himself started reading a lot so the words of radiant is a book that contains information of the light weavers light weavers being one of the branches of the knight's radiant mm-hmm. uh, and presumably shalan i guess will be a new member of the new knight's radiant that's going to be I assume eventually forming. Um, I think Kaladin is going to be a wind runner. If I'm reading, like I mean, I would. Ass- would you not assume stuff. that? Yeah, I'm assuming that that's going to happen. Uh, which I don't know if, if for those of you who listen to this, I don't know if you guys took Sanderson's like little personality quiz thing. You know, like those he things. Has like, one which of those? Ho- yeah, which Hogwarts Aww. house are you? Which. Uh, I don't know which uh, member of Percy Jackson's like uh, crew. Yeah, no. You, do you remember Percy Jackson? Did you ever read those books? Uh, okay, so again, I have not read the books, and I'm assuming the books are probably better than the movies. Hundred percent. Okay, so then the I'm gonna have to exist. read the books then. They're which is v- funny. They're very good YA books. Very very solid YA books. Um, well, basically in them, there's like a group, right? There's yeah, like uh, the. Each house is dependent on which, like who their father or mother is. That was just pretty funny. <laughs> and they're um, they're demigods, right? So their parents, one of their parents is like Zeus, or Poseidon, or Hades, and then you know Ares and Aphrodite. So it's one of their parents is a Greek god, and <clears throat> which camp they go to 
within Camp Half-Blood is dependent on what who one of their parents are. Uh, so, yeah, the Percy Jackson series was really fun for me. But, it, you know, anyways, back to the actual point. I took one of those quizzes, and I am a will shaper, I think. The uh, one who seeks freedom or something like that. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I need to take that quiz because it's going to be whatever I can ram my head against is most likely what I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, you're a stone warden for sure. He's a big rock golem. That's what I'm saying. I might just be a void bringer and be done with void. it. <laughs> you are a void bringer. Um, <laughs> what an awful, an awful quiz to but, take but and just be the void you're a parchment. Oh, so I'm just dull. Yeah. Well, oops. <laughs> so that, uh, but anyways... Yeah, so she's reading Words of Radiance, and I assume that this is going to be a very big thing moving forward. We're going to see, uh, hopefully, a lot more details about that. Um, uh, Pattern, for those of you guys uh, who listen to graphic audio, his voice was a little jarring for me at first. I don't know how it is in the audiobooks, uh, Jordan. Maybe it's it's it. just a, it's not it's nothing special. It's no. just uh, the on graphic audio because they do editing. His voice sounds very like raspy. Uh, no, almost robotic and like almost like a scared robot voice. And it was actually kind of cool and it sounded like, dang. Okay. But, but to my understanding, pattern is a, is a sprint. Yep. Uh, and he's a different kind of sprint than, uh, so obviously, but still sounds like just a normal girl. Girl. Yeah. Um, well, in my, in my, in my head, like that's, I really like how they did the, um, the sprint. I do. They gave him like personifications and they even gave them their own human trait and like they really aren't human but they gave them human traits so we could like identify with them in a more human manner which was neat if if cell is honor sprint what sprint is pattern wouldn't it have to be something to do with some sort of scholarship i'm assuming all right i guess i that um but here's the thing Ten, uh, honor spread like honor is like the name of the god on Roshar, like the quote unquote good god, right? right. Um, do you think it's an odium spread? No, and but that's what I was questioning that like, wouldn't they all be honor spread though? The people who are the spread that are going to bond themselves to what are presumably going to be the new knights radiant. I actually, I mean, originally I thought that. I thought it was just an evil sprint, so I kind of thought it was like showing like Shalant's evil side almost. Like I don't know, maybe oh. that's wrong, but I thought it was an evil because didn't it's like a bunch of weird patterns and you don't know what's going where and angles and stuff. She describes them as so like okay. what? Okay, no, that makes sense. Like uh, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, she goes to sleep, wakes up, Yasna is stabbed, um, and it's one of the guys that she had seen earlier on the ship. So Yasna is dead. Uh, she like does some weird magic stuff. This part didn't really make so just too much sense to me, to be honest. I don't know exactly what it is she does, but I think she makes a floor of the ship disappear. Doesn't she? In, she has to enter the Shadesmar. Shadesmar. So I don't know. Maybe like maybe the way to use her soul casting abilities is to she has to enter Shadesmar and make a deal. How many truths could she possibly say though? I mean, I wonder if you could just use the same truth over same, and over again. Yeah. I if it's that if it's painful. Like you had that, yeah, you had that first truth that was so good that they're like, all right, we'll just let you in every time with that. Yeah. And so, I still don't understand the truth lie. Yeah, like, because what's his name? Um, pattern says something about a truth and a lie. 
yeah i don't understand that lie but this is uh truth or something like that and he like he like loves it he's like truth or something i'm like what the heck is wrong with this thing a strong lie or something like that i don't remember it was was, but definitely gonna have to keep keep an eye open yeah um and then she gets rescued when she eventually washes up on the shore by Tlaloc, Tlaloc, something like that. And he was the uh, guy who captured Kaladin in the first book. Tlaloc. Tlaloc, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so that <clears throat> was crazy. But I'm going to have to be honest with you. I didn't pick up on that at first. So, like, my brain just went to mush. Else. I knew that name was something because I'm like, I've heard that name for sure. So I just opened up Words of Radiance and I searched up that name. <laughs> and it was like one of the first few chapters when uh, Kaladin was captured. And I'm like, huh. Okay, I did not expect this guy to show up again. Um, but I mean, one last thing before we finish off with Shalon, and honestly, she her section was the most important on this uh, section that we're going to be covering today. Shalon, there's a flashback where she's killed somebody. I, I think it was her mother, and f- her father kind of comes in and like. Uh, sings her a lullaby, which, by the way, that lullaby, it's kind of cool. I, uh, <laughs> if you listen to it on graphic audio, that lullaby is honestly kind of like, I don't know if this word is the right word, enchanting. Like, yeah. it's a really good lullaby. Uh, and I actually want to know if Sanderson came up with that himself, because that's it's really, really cool. But there were two people dead. It was a man and a woman, and the woman was her mother and there's something happened to her eyes and Shalon her thinks of herself as a monster and what what do you okay so i think Shalon accidentally killed her mother and that man with her with her surge binding powers whatever if i'm correct didn't you assume that Shalon had a shard blade i still i still believe that yeah 100 percent Maybe that's that's the happening. Maybe that's what happened. Uh, but don't you have to get the shard blade from somebody? That I have no idea, dude. Maybe that's why her dad loves her more than her other siblings. <laughs> <laughs> you have shard blade. You good? Yeah. You good. <laughs> Obviously, that's a crude manifestation of probably no, no, what happened. That, but... that makes sense. Um, yeah. That and okay. So her father. I don't know. Like. Well, maybe her father was watching her closely because he's part of the Ghost Bloods, remember? So Did he know, know yeah, that he, she had stuff, powers, or yeah, something? Yeah, if not a shard blade, but I think he definitely knew about her power because, I mean, how could this young kid just kill two grown adults like that? And that and, like... she did to her eyes, remember? That and, like, what... Yeah, that... Uh, yeah, just there's a lot of things that don't add up with Shalon, and Sanderson's literally dropping these little crumbs. Absolutely, they're tiny crumbs. Oh yeah, these are like ant um, crumbs. What I love about this is I can tell that I'm gonna have to reread the series, hundred percent. Like I can, when I'm reading this, I'm like, this means nothing, especially the interludes. Oh my god, the interludes! I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, I have yeah. no idea what that. Because it's just off stories. Yeah. It's just people on Roshar, random people on Roshar. And I think I prefer the storytelling of this a little bit better than even though and it, this even though this was creative. Mistborn era two. Do you remember how they he would use newspaper clippings? Yeah, as a way of showing you what's happening in the world. That I was think, not what I wanted. I think that was a cool creative way of doing it, but I think this one was better. 
the interludes. It yeah. just feels more fantastical, I guess. Um, Is that the word you would use? I think yeah, so. Like, I like think that's fantasy. Right. It just feels yeah, more yeah, fantasy. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like you're getting an overview of the rest of the world, and the world is just so big that you kind of need it. But having said that, I still don't know why I need it. Um, so that'll cover it for oh, um, Dalinar. Dalinar goes on a run and like a a bridge run essentially. Like he's <laughs> gem hearts and uh, what is it, Prince High Prince Aldar? Aladar, yep. yeah. So he, with him, which is by the way, did you ever watch the dinosaur movie growing up as a kid? The the dinosaur name before time? No, no. The other, uh, it was kind of a animated movie by Disney and Aladar. You never watched that movie? I don't think so. They're looking for water. They're walking in this like desert. All these dinosaurs. It's literally just dinosaurs. No humans. Huh? And they're walking in this desert. I cannot believe you've never seen that movie. That movie was like I rewatched that so many times as a kid. But anyways, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that later. But that kid, that the main character's name was Aladar. So when I heard Aladar, I was like, "Oh, that's him." Uh, that um, makes sense. But anyways, High Prince Aladar uh, <clears throat> is somebody that Gavel, Gavel, Dalinar is trying to get over it on his high uh, on his side, and. But down and but they're working together on this because remember Dalinar is a high prince of war, so whatever he says goes, and he's demanded that high princes work together to get these gem hearts. And um, uh, yeah, so Aladar kind of like works, which with they them, knew was going to be bad news. Yeah, yeah, and Dalinar is apparently still a very sharp commander. He goes in. And provides Aladar with a really good advice, which ends up working out really well. And Aladar kind of commends them. He's like, yeah, you're still a good commander, but I'm still not following you. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. And and you know what? I kind of get it. Because just it seems like with the, the politics of how Alaskar is, they're just very cutthroat. Three over. Yeah. It, it's a very, like, like survive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, look at how like Sadius treated him, right? And that just that just seemed like a normal thing to do, considering that they they see uh, Dalinar as like weak, weak because he's having things that. And again, it's funny that you like they do bring a little bit the religious part part of it, and which, which is something I'll just mention is that like he's having visions and nobody believes him. So like yeah. in today's age, like the returning of like the messiah or whatever like nobody believed that person and they could literally be the messiah and nobody believed them (laughs) so Um, it it just goes to show that like yeah people think you're mad yeah yeah and i can't imagine that that inspires much confidence when you're dealing with oh let me partner with my entire kingdom with yours that's not exactly gonna bode well um another thing Kaladin is training his people, and what is it? Rock is a very good fighter, but yeah, he but doesn't, he just won't fight. Yeah, he just won't fight. Which is, I'll be honest, I hate that. It's like a moral high at, ground. Yeah, at the at the risk of losing some of you guys as listeners, I just hate like pacifism. I'm not saying that people who don't fight because they don't want to get involved in conflict. That's that's another thing entirely. But if you're like you're fighting, 
and you just won't fight you won't fight back i i hate that it just seems like it's you tell me one person in this world besides like the buddha or gandhi that you could literally kick the crap out of and then not fight back like no dude like you're gonna fight it, it's just how it is yep um but anyways, six. Uh, I okay. Also, I am starting to. Some of the bridge four members are starting to merge together in my mind. Rock and Teft, of course, are separate in my mind. Um, Moash, different. But like Lopin and Sigzo, they're combining in my mind. Lopin is are they really one arm, right? Yes. Yeah. Lopin is the Herdesian one arm man. Okay, and Sigzo. Sigzo is Ganjo or Lopin is Ganjo. Lopin's the guy that says Ganjo. Okay. Sigzo is Sigil's he's a, the world singer. And what is that? He tells his the histories of people of other lands. Okay, that's what I thought. Now Sigzo, I think there's more to him than we know. I mean, the funny the crazy thing is is that like I thought that um only because like how are you training to be a world singer and not be involved in some crazy some crazy stuff? So, yeah, I think he definitely knows more. But anyways, Dalinar gets a letter and in arrives Bright Lord Amaram. Oh, my God. And the, end, yeah. the, the part, the chapter ended and then I'm like, God damn it. Now I yeah, need to and go in and read more. So the Amaram part, man, I, I got goosebumps. I was like, is he just going to stab him? Just yeah, stab him. I, so when I was I was listening to that part and. When it was like the pressure was mounting, I'm like, it's Amram. It's hundred percent Amram. Either that it was or it's gonna be Wisito, the the Bright Lord that kind of took over his yeah. uh, home city. But I didn't think I definitely thought it was Amram. And it turned out I was right. But yeah, oh my god, I was like, ah. Oh, and Amram is a shard bearer. So like Yeah. Like Callan has no chance right now. He's just kinda of in a lull. Yep. I agree. So that'll do it for those chapters. We are going to start talking now about the interludes. So if you've not had a chance to read them, this is your uh, first and only warning. Um, if you want to stick around and listen to it because you're about to read it anyways, by all means. Or if you want to come back and listen to the rest later, you can do that, of course, as well. So like I said, we're about to start talking about the interludes. Um there's only one non-Eshenai interlude that really stuck out to me, and it was that cobbler. He had a really cool concept where he just like kind of helps people, and he's helping this kid out. And his only payment is you tell me your story, right? And then later he gets killed by somebody who has a shard blade, a dark-skinned man uh, who has a shard blade. So is that a Hardasian? Aren't Hardasians dark-skinned? I, I literally thought I think it's a Hardasian, um, and he. He said that it's because the cobbler, I think his name is Yim or Im. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, Yim. So he, I think it's because Yim uh, killed somebody, went back when he was a kid, and accidentally, mind you. So now we have another shard bear out there who's just whacking people. Whacking people, yeah. Before it was only like the elites and like kings and queens that were in danger at the hands Death. of Shin. Or sorry, Shin. Uh, Zeth, but now we got regular people who are being hunted by whoever this guy is. <sighs> God, man, this world sucks. 
It's just like a bunch of people getting hunted down. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. And then that one other one, Risen, Risen, Risen. I have yeah. no idea what's going on yep. at all. I and I'm not joking. I reread the chapter, and it just made me more confused. So I'm not even going to cover it. I and okay. So this is going to sound very whiny. Um, I don't like it when chapters do that. In that moment, I hate it when chapters do that. I think it's cool in a grand scheme of things that I just read about something that about a character that's never been mentioned before and probably won't be mentioned for a long, long time. I think that that's cool. But <laughs> at the same time, while I'm reading it, it just makes me incredibly frustrated. Because you, you want to get on to your main characters. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude. It's not just that I want to get on them with main characters. I think it's more so I, I just want to know what's going on. Like that, I they're not. I don't even think they mentioned other than Pure Lake. I don't even think they mentioned uh, an actual like location that I was familiar with. Um. Well, Narok. But I again, think they they might have mentioned Natanatan as well. Yeah, but I was like, I again, they even that one that you just mentioned, Narak. I don't know where that is. Uh, maybe I should, but regardless, the location and the people, I have no idea what's happening. And it when when I'm reading it, so what happened was I had read the previous interludes and chapters all at once, and I took that I stopped for the day. Then I read this after uh, several days, and I was like wow, I have no idea what's going on. So it just, it, it definitely bothered me when you can't, when you can't like hit the ground running as far as just continuing the story. The whole chapter, yeah. After you pick it up. But anyways, it's not the end of the world. Um, it could be though. <laughs> the only thing we have left to cover is Eshenai. This is the first Parshendi. Uh, like, well, we have that one guy, I forget his name already. He's part of Bridge 4, who's a Parshman, not a Parshendi. Yeah. And, uh, but this is the first uh, Prashendi being like that we get a POV of, and it's very exciting. And I really like their culture. Um, so Eshenai basically confirms from us from the Prashendi perspective that yes, they definitely assassinated Gavar, and but they did it to prevent their gods from returning, which that's a little weird. That... So Gavlar, Gavlar's death, per se, was one of those things that, like, possibly could have prevented, like, what is it, the desolation? Yeah. Maybe he was trying to bring out the desolation so he could have the Knights Radiant again. You're saying that's why he was doing that, Gavlar? I don't know, that's the only reason I would do it. Hmm. That is an interesting... <sighs> that's about that's the only reason that it would be awesome to have the desolation is that you would obviously have to like figure out you kind of had to push it's essentially like pushing mankind, pushing mankind. yeah okay and that, because i mean if they just have a if everybody's at peace all the princes are at peace they might screw each other over every once in a while but to the alethi that's peace so right. if it's just all peace time like we're just kind of like sitting around getting drunk <laughs> okay so another question for you then. Um, 
Is it possible that the Fushendi gods that they're referring to are actually nothing more than uh, another nice radiant, the heralds? Right? Because think about it. If they wanted to prevent the Fushendi gods from returning, if those are the heralds and Gavilar is bringing back the desolation so he can push mankind into restoring the Night's Radiant, which also restores the heralds, that would be the return of the heralds. What if the return of the herald, like what if the percentage just viewed the heralds as gods? It's just, it's honestly just. But then a it's thought. the same thing. It's just wording. No, no, I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying that. that no, no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying. I, I, I was confused for a second. I was like, "What are you trying to say, bro?" And yeah. then, yeah, now we're good. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, Eshenai is confirmed. She's the shard bear. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned that she is the. Uh, oh yeah. Shard yeah, yeah. I, I forget that sometimes because you know what I mean. Like, we don't hear about them people very often. Um, the Parshendi shard bearers because we've only seen it once. Yeah, and then there's another uh, Eshenai interlude at the end of this and it's her just talking more about the Prashini culture and I was like I was in love I, I the second interlude chapter which I think was shorter it was packed with way more information I loved it uh, they seem to have a one member in one form as part of like their elder council I guess like that's the way council. I took it yeah and so she's in the war form I think yeah, it's war form. It's when their um, their spine grows and carapace. Yeah, it gets harder. And then there's apparently there's a dull form, which is what the uh, the servants are in. And then that's the, the, but they're also spies. Did you pick up on that? He yeah. said something about them being spies. So like, dude, <coughs> there's parchment everywhere. Yep. If some reason, if some reason, those parchment just wanted to pop off and start stabbing people in the butt, like That's game what over. I think Yasna was talking about right that she said, like you know, we invited them. And I think it was one of the epigraphs in uh, Way of Kings that we have them within our homes. We have them within our like, <clears throat> communities and whatnot. So whenever they, if they were wanted to wake up and kill, they're in position. They're you know they're in, they've infiltrated our lines. That's a very, very big deal. Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, but then there's other forms, and apparently they're trying to discover more forms. So I, I imagine this is something similar to like how surge binding was lost. Uh, and this is what do like, you mean lost? Like, like surge binding was lost at time, right? Like no, there were haven't been surge binding. Oh, okay. For a yeah, time. yeah. So yeah, I imagine yeah. that these other forms of the uh, Parshendi is just like that. So, but yeah, I think um, there's like, there's what, mating form? Yeah, there's a mate form. Dude, um, so that means that all they're doing is sitting around and um, getting frisky with the biscuits. Yeah, but it doesn't sound, it sounds like they're just like fat in that form. Really? Is that what yeah. you, did you pick up on that? I thought, it, I thought I just meant that they like gained weight. Oh, like they, they like their women got thick and voluptuous, and the men got like very sculpted and yeah. strong, thick boy, thick boy. So you know that's what I take it. But you know what? They could probably just get fat. That probably happens. Yeah, probably. But anyways, that yeah. So they also talked about uh, them taking the 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 beads that have the actual stormlight in them, right? Right. The currency, this the gems going into the high storms and then have doing some dance or some song and then like how 
Eshinai would like elevate as a being, like she would become stronger. Like Goku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, like it's like she's just getting a power up. So yeah. like if that's the case, do like Parshendis just get like is there a chance that the Parshendi get like um like if a certain storm is happening, do they like level up? You know what I, I mean? I Does wonder, it... you know, and they they have the carapace skin to protect themselves from, you know, the damage and the winds and harsh harshness, I guess, of the storm overall. So right. they just go in and then they a lot of culturally they have those the uh the gems on their beards and whatnot and on their braids. So those get charged up. So they it's almost like they have a natural like shard plate. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like they have like um it's like they were made to fight shard plate. Yeah. But I yeah. wonder if the I'm assuming the shard blade would go through. Oh, I'm sure. I, I definitely think it would. But yeah, it's just, man, I liked this a lot. And the songs, uh, I think they... When they sing, when they talk, pretty much. Yeah. And That's they, super cool. So when they sing, they I don't understand exactly what, but when they sing, uh, something happens. There's like some magic there. Like a harmonic. Yeah. But they can uh, hear it at a certain frequency of some sort. Yeah. Um, but... Anyways, I, I don't really have much more to cover for that episode. Uh, I hope you guys really liked it. Again, sorry. Um, like I said, it's the last episode because, you know, my girl's dead. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, don't take that seriously. No, but seriously, girl's dead. So, um, Next time we'll be covering, let's tr go ahead and try and jump forward a bit. We'll cover from chapter 13 to 22. So... That'll hopefully cover around half of part two. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're there. I'm hoping to just really start jumping forward, and I'd like to crank this book out. Uh, I'd like to crank this book out before the year ends. That's my that's my ultimate goal. I'm not sure if we'll hit it, and if we don't, then whatever. It's not the end of the world, but I'd like to hit it. But until next time, thank you, everyone. Sure.